Welcome back to Impact Sports Daily. Today is Friday, October 15th. My name is Manit Patel. I'm joined here by Matt Mayerfield and Jay DeCoster. Today we're going to talk about breaking news in the NFL. There's a trade that just happened. We're going to recap Giants-Dodgers Game 5, talk about Thursday Night Football. The Red Wings had their first game last night. And then we're going to talk about a loaded CF uh, college football weekend with some good NFL games on the back end on Sunday. Get things started. Breaking news, not even... 10 minutes ago, Philadelphia Eagles um, tight end Zach Ertz was traded after playing last night. He was traded to the Arizona Cardinals for their sixth round cornerback pick, Tay Gowen, and a 2022 fifth rounder. What do you guys think of the trade? Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was something that was coming for a while because Zach Ertz has wanted out you know, Philly for about a while now. You know, yeah, we, and they we were trying to move we, him during the offseason, Yeah, we too. thought he got moved in, we, he would get moved in during the offseason and make, make more room for Dallas Goddard, their second-round pick, or I believe, like a couple years ago, or a few years ago. So, you know, Zach Ertz going to Arizona with Kyler Murray in that squad and DeAndre Hopkins replacing Max Williams, who, who I believe is injured right now, who is also a pretty good tight end for them. It's going to be interesting to see how Zach Ertz does down there in a change of scenery type of move. And, you know, he's, I think he still has some, some left in the tank, but we'll have to see for him. Yeah, yeah I mean, he played decent last night. He had a few catches for a touchdown, mm-hmm. um, played pretty well, Matt. Yeah, it's weird because I think the um, the rumors died down for quite a while. The, they did. But, um, there wasn't much talk about it, and obviously it fits a need, especially with Williams being out for Arizona. It's another weapon for Kyler Murray to use on a season. I think he's going to win MVP, especially with how well the Cardinals are performing this year. Um, for the Eagles, I mean, they're not very good, right? We saw last night, they're very competitive, but their offense is so weird. And I just, their play calling every week is just very questionable. But, um, I definitely have to say that Ertz is probably very happy he's out of Philly and moving to Arizona. Agreed. I think that it's going to be a big move for him. He's only going to grow from this and, you know, become a better receiver from this. He's playing with a better quarterback and a better offense with a better play caller. I mean, everything about this situation is better for Ertz. And Philly gets a cornerback they were targeting in the draft. They wanted him, and obviously they felt that an opportunity was there to go get him, and they made a trade to get him. Um, but all around, I think it works well for both teams. Philly did need a little bit, of, does need a little bit of cornerback help. Um, and Goen can learn from Darius Slay, who's came back this year. He had an off year last year and played has played really well this year. Shut down Mike Evans last night. He's been rebounding really well. Moving on, game five last night of Giants Dodgers. Best series of the of the division series, I would I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um unquestionably two the two best teams in baseball coming in. Hundred and seven and hundred and six wins. Insane regular seasons. Insane b- playoff series. Ends on a controversial call. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, we're, we're begging for the robot ops eventually because, you know, Wilmer Flores, he obviously did not go. That was a, yeah. that was a terrible call. But great ser- great game last night, very intense between two NL West, you know, foes. And it's funny because, you know, the Giants have been the team that, you know, 2010, 2012, and, and um, 2014, you know, they would always – get over the hump and you know, obviously they they won those three titles and the Dodgers are the team now you know you've seen it last year they won, they won against Tampa and um in in the World Series and then you have you know they made it made it a few years ago with you know losing the Astros and the Red Sox but overall two two great teams but two best teams in baseball in my opinion 
And you know, the Dodgers they just have the better talent. You know, they have the they have Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts went four for four, four for five. Great game by him. So, yeah, overall, just amazing game. Yeah, it was definitely a um, great series. Uh, tough way to watch it end, especially for so, what a special season the Giants had. Yeah. The Dodgers, I mean, they're, I mean, it's, I think it's safe to say if they win the championship this year, they are a dynasty. I mean, they've made six of the last nine, nine NLCS. It'd be two World Series, four, four appearances or three appearances, four appearances because they lost the Red Sox and the, and the Dodgers or in the Astros. Mm-hmm. So, they're just they're an unstoppable force. It seems like the Giants gave it their all. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody expected what we saw from, especially in that series. Uh, I mean, Logan Webb. T- Logan Webb was yeah, insane. That yeah, that his sinker and his slider combo was absolutely unreal, and it was awesome to watch him go out there and dominate the Dodgers in both of his outings. Mm-hmm. It was it was a really good series overall. Um, back and forth, each team winning a game. You know, um, I Logan Webb was insane. The bullpen for the Dodger or for the Giants a little bit shaky. Lost them game four. Yeah. Ended up losing them game five. But the biggest thing that comes down to is, if, if you need, if as an umpire you need to question yourself when you're making that call. On a check swing, you shouldn't make it. Yeah, I mean it, it was. Always better to not go for it than to call it. Wasn't it wasn't even close. I it mean, wasn't, and, and when you look at the replay from the angle, it's not close. I don't know what he saw, but I think as an ump, you can't really make that decision if you're questioning yourself. It's just it's tough for the Giants. Like that that call wasn't probably wasn't going to decide the whole outcome of the game. But like you know, you, Giants had the best season since their best season since I believe like 2016. So they're kind of back in the full a little bit here. And, you know, you end a season like that, you know, with a bunch of guys. And you weren't even supposed to do anything this year. Like, we thought they were going to be, like, exactly. you know, an 80-win 80 like, win, 80 win team. And they go out and win 104 ball games or something like that. And it's just it's a disappointing for them. But the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and they're moving on to play the Braves. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, this was supposed to be – the Giants were supposed to be one of the worst teams yeah. in baseball coming into the season. And the fact that they – everybody was saying they're going to fall off eventually – Mm-hmm. LA's going to catch up. They're going to fall off eventually. LA's going to catch up. LA did catch up, but the Giants held on. They didn't let go. And the fact that they did that the entire season, maintained the division lead, beat out the Padres, who are also a very good team for most of the season, mm-hmm. um, and the Dodgers, you cannot short sell what they did. The yeah. Giants, hopefully they're here to stay because they were so fun to watch this year. Yeah, uh, going back to the umpire point, uh, everybody's calling out for the robo umps. I'm not sure if that's the. I don't know. I'm not sure. If I that's don't the think answer. that's the next step. I think the normal umps are so. good. The human error is okay, <laughs> right. but like you should be instances able to re- like that. You need to. Yeah, be, you, you need, need to be, be able, able to review, review check swings. I think. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, yes, you cannot end a game on yeah, a call like that without a review. Like, the, this postseason definitely showed some of the issues Major League Baseball has with its reviews and its umpires. Right, you had the Rays game. I'm a Rays fan. Still upset. It, the rule is a ground rule double, but there should be. I mean that that the dumb rule. I I would have to say that ground rule double rule. The there was a play in the Brewers series where it was a pop up on the infield. Like I caught it. I don't remember what the call was on the field, but they couldn't review it for whatever reason. But it's a catch. You can't. You can review a catch out in the outfield, but not in the infield. I think that's a really really weird rule that they had. 
I, I just think there there are a lot of changes that baseball needs to make this offseason. I agree. I mean, baseball's baseball was a dying sport. I think that the influx of young players coming in, Soto, Tatis, all of those guys is making it fun again. But stuff like this is killing it. Yep, definitely. Especially the combination with Rob Manfred running the show. It's it's just a recipe for disaster for baseball. And you know what they're doing marketing wise with you know you're not you know, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on the same on the same team. You know it's just for baseball. It's just stuff like this with your umpires is just killing the sport with the Angel Hernandez of the world and Joe West still going. Like I don't know. It, it it's just it's something that needs to get fixed in my opinion. I agree 100%. Yeah. So. Moving on, Thursday night last night, the Bucks won pretty handily, even though the score doesn't really show that. They won 28-22 to against the Eagles. What do you guys think? Yeah, Eagles putting up a good fight at the end there with Jalen Hurts, you know, running, rushing for two touchdowns and thro- throwing for one, I believe it was. I think that that's what it was. But, yeah, I mean, the Bucks obviously were the, obviously the better team. I mean, you got Antonio Brown reborn. I mean, he's... Man, Antonio Brown is like, like going back to his Pittsburgh days. I mean, he's, he's, prime Antonio he's been Brown. awesome. He looks like prime he's been Antonio awesome. Brown. And Brady, Brady looked a little shaky at the end of that first half, missing a few throws they should have had. But you know, Brady, you know, Brady's still still Brady. He's going to make those throws, and he's going to be what he is. And the Eagles, you know, I, this is a rebuilding year for them. They're not going anywhere. They're going to win like I don't know. They're going to be like seven and ten, six and eleven. It's it's just nice to you know catch up and stay stay in the game with them. So yeah, yeah. The Eagles, I mean. 28-22, but you look at the stats, and there is no reason why it should have been that close, right? I mean, they had 200 yards of total offense. Brady had 300 yards passing. Like, it's just, I mean, Jalen Hurts threw for 100 yards. It was, it's quite interesting to see how they, um, how it was only a six-score game, or six-point game, I should say. Um, I mean, they kept it close in the end, made it interesting for a Thursday night football game, but the Buccaneers were just clearly the better team from beginning to end. I mean, Tampa Bay's pretty much dominated everybody they played except for Cowboys or the, Cow- the Cowboys and the Rams. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think this just supports them even more, makes them look even stronger. Their passing game looked good. Their running game looked good. Lenny looked like a beast last night. Playoff Lenny. Playoff yeah. Lenny. <laughs> Thursday night Lenny. Antonio Brown looked great. Like, like we just said, he looked like prime Antonio Brown. The Bucks looked really good, but. I don't know. I don't know how they compare to Arizona. I want to see when they play Arizona. I still think the Rams are a better team just because of the defense right now. Um, the Bucks secondary is in shambles. Oh yeah, they they lost Richard Sherman last night to a hamstring. I mean, they're they're depleted at that Winfield's spot. Winfield's out. Yeah. They, um, they have Carlton Davis. I Carlton believe is still Davis out. Carlton Davis is out. That secondary is so depleted right now. Yeah, I mean they got they got to rely on you know the front seven with Devin White and. Um, and Latte David of the world, you know, yeah, yeah Shaq Barrett and and um, Vita Vea, you know, those guys. So yeah, the secondary is a mess right now for them, but you know they're finding ways to win. So yeah, the Buccaneers. I mean, they are the reigning champs, but they are not the best team in the NFC. There are a yeah. lot of very good teams, and I think even last year we saw they obviously went on that run to win the Super Bowl, but there was a lot of question marks in the middle of the year, and I think those are reoccurring again this year. They aren't perfect, and obviously when playoff time comes, Tom Brady is. Tom Brady. He, he, it's, he's the best, right? He is the goat when it comes to playoff to the playoffs. So, and that's the great equalizer. But still, um, I while they are five and one, I think there are a lot of concerns for this Bucks team. I agree one hundred percent. They are five and one. It does put them first in their division. 
barring a Carolina win this week. Yeah, they'll they'll cruise that division, in my opinion. Um, but so. Tampa Bay hasn't looked number one. They haven't solidified anything to make me think that they're gonna repeat right now. Because I can name five teams off the top of my head that are better, that have looked better. Um, so I really think that the Bucks struggle start defensively. And once they can bring that defense back to full health, hopefully it's by the postseason. Because if not, they're going to get ripped apart yeah. by those elite quarterbacks who only make it to the postseason. Yep. Um, so Agreed. That's where Tampa Bay stuck at. But uh, still a good win. Sets, win. You up, sets you up for a 10-day week where you don't have to really worry about the loss you could have had. Yeah, you get and the... You so, get a little bit of off time. Yeah, you get the mini buy, like you said, and then you, and then you get to host the Bears um, on Sunday, October twenty fourth. So, you know, Bears obviously are not 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 a great not a great secondary, but it give me a tough a tough defense on the front seven. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so. moving on. Uh, the Red Wings played their first game last night. Um, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, defending champs. Red Wings got off to a hot start. They were up three zero. 6-3. 6-2, and then 6-3. And then they lost. The final result was 7-6 in overtime. Thoughts on the game? Come, coming into the uh, this season, I was definitely excited to watch the Red Wings, right? We got right, Raymond and Cider. Raymond we, and Cider were so – I was and, so excited and, and to watch them. They impressed last night. They Very did. impressed with Cider especially. Um, there's still a lot of holes on this Red Wing team, especially I think defensively as a team – there were a lot of times where Tampa Bay would have the puck in the zone for almost two minutes, where it just seemed like there's a lot there's a lot to improve on this Red Wing team. But they showed out or Tyler Bertuzzi showed out. Tyler Bertuzzi looked fantastic. He, I mean, obviously four goals. He was he was flying last night and uh, definitely an entertaining game to watch. Seven six, but uh, would have liked to see more from the defensively from the Red Wings. Yeah, um, Bertuzzi's first goal or his goal on in when he went in between. Sergeyev and Hedman was one of the best goals I've ever seen. To go between two of, I'd say, top five defenders in the NHL, in between them, and then score on the goalie was ridiculously impressive for Bertuzzi. Um, they looked good. They had Cider and Raymond playing. Raymond got a point. I think Cider got a point as well. He got two. He had two assists. Yep. yep. Um, And they just looked like... It looks like Steve Eiserman's building something special, but it's not culminating yet. I think it's like a tiger's ear kind of mm-hmm. for the Red Wings, where if you can compete like this, go ahead. We're probably not going to make the playoffs. If you can, great. But this really isn't our year yet. Young yeah. team, young core, let them gel, let them grow, and then go from there. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. You know, the Red Wings obviously they they've been in you know the bottom of the league for a while now, and it, and it's it's good to see that they're you know competing you know obviously against the Stanley reigning Stanley Cup champs, and you know Tyler Bertuzzi showing what he can do, obviously scoring four goals, and you know it's it's, it's like you said it's going to take time. You know this year it might be it's still it might it's going to be another rebuilding year for them, but you know they can take the next step next year, I believe. You know with a performance like this, so. It's a good start for the Wings, even though they didn't get the result they wanted. So, yeah, I'm just I have once again Mo Sider really impressed last night. They and I love how much they're using him. Right, he had 20 minutes. He played 20 minutes. Right, he was used a ton on the power play. 
He looked good defensively, uh, was still playing physical, even though he's a young player. And it's uh, I'm really excited to watch him play, especially after a lot of the flack that Eisenman took for taking him with the first with his first round pick a couple years ago. Right. Yep. Not many people were happy with it. Yep. And you could say, I mean, there's been a couple. Snyder was very much so an unknown. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you could say now he could be the most impressive player from that draft. I know Jack Hughes is still young. You still have Kirby Doc, but Mo Sider really looks like he could be a top defenseman in this league. Mo Sider looked really good last night. Like we said, all the young players look good. The captain looked good. Dylan Larkin doing what he does. I really, it, I'm coming back to it, it all comes back to Steve Eiserman. He's made the right moves. Every time until now, that Mantha trade at first, it might have been confusing, but Jakob Barano's a good player when he comes back. That's only another goal scorer you're going to add to this. Barano's a good player, and I think the Red Wings just played well last night. Against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, you can only ask for so much from a team like that that really hasn't... I mean, they played preseason, but it's not the same as regular Mm -hmm. season hockey. So for your first regular season game to play so well together against the defending champions who were hungry after they lost um, on opening night. Pittsburgh, very impressive. Right? Yeah. yeah. I lost like impressive. 3 nothing, right? Yeah. 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 So it was just impressive to see overall as a team, regardless of the result. Yeah. Moving on, Saturday picks for college football, weekly thing we have now. Big slate this weekend. And then once we're done with that, we're going to talk about playoff sleepers we may have. First game we're going to pick is in the Big 12. We're going to go Oklahoma State versus Texas. Give me your thoughts on that game. Give me a pick. What do you guys think? I like Oklahoma State in this matchup. I know it's on. The, I know it's on the road, and they're at Texas. And they're at Texas, but I just think Oklahoma State's the much better team. You know, you, you saw Texas last week. Almost, you know, what are they up like three touchdowns? They blew that lead in the Red River Showdown against Oklahoma. I just think Oklahoma State's a much better team in this matchup. I'll probably be wrong knowing me, but, um, yeah, I like Oklahoma State in this one. So, It's definitely a weird It's, de- it's definitely a weird one coming into uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm torn. I like Texas a lot, right? They're favored at home as the um, as the un- or, uh, as the as the underdog anyway. Or sorry, they're the lower ranked team and they're favored at home. So I really like Texas. I'm curious to see how they respond coming off that heartbreaking loss last week, but I'd still have to go with Texas to get it done. B. John Robinson's going to tear it up. Yeah, he is a beast. Him and Kenneth Walker are, com- yeah. are competing for that best running back in the in the college football spot. Yeah, <laughs> B. John Robinson is insane. I mean, he's looked really good. I think that's he's the deciding factor in this game in Oklahoma State versus Texas. Um, Spencer Sanders has looked really good for Oklahoma State. They're undefeated still. They've looked like a sleeper playoff team, like we were mentioning earlier. We have sleepers coming up. They've looked like a sleeper, but I don't think that they have the tools to put it together to match Oklahoma or even Texas in talent. So it's it's got to be a coaching step for them. Um, and I think Texas pulls away with this just because Bijan Robinson has looked great. And Casey Thompson, since he stepped in at quarterback, that offense has been electric. Regardless of the result last week, they did put up the points they needed to win the game. Yeah, my only concern, and it was a defensive failure. Yeah, my only concern with Oklahoma State is that regardless of who they've played this year, they've kept it close, right? Even Boise, right? They really haven't shown been impressive. They haven't, yeah. they haven't pulled an, away from a team right? yet. And I think 
playing a, t- a very good team like Texas on the road is going to be a true test. Hungry uh, team, too, after that loss. If they win, I'll believe in them to win the Big 12. Or, I don't know if I can say that, but definitely be a playoff sleeper. But uh, we'll find out a lot more about Oklahoma State yeah, this weekend. This is a big game for them. It will determine a lot of where they go from here. Next game we have up, Auburn versus Arkansas. Both teams lost last week, I believe. Arkansas lost to Ole Miss. Auburn dropped game to Kentucky. Um, what do you guys got? Yeah, Arkansas with a heartbreaking loss uh, to Ole Miss. That was a great game. 55-54 the final or something like that. that was a great matchup between two good teams. Yeah, I like Arkansas to bounce back in this one. I just don't I just think they're obviously the much better team and, you know, coming off of two straight losses, I don't think they're going to drop a third straight. So, yeah, give me Arkansas at home. Yeah, they if it, if it was on the road, I would be worried about those two tough losses coming back and trying to go to a place like Auburn. But at home, they should take care of of Auburn easily. That defense is going to eat. I think Bo Picks is going to really struggle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I really like Arkansas this weekend. Um, I'm going to go Auburn. I'm going to change it up. Wow. I think Bo Nix has a big game. I'm higher on him than most people are. Most people have given up on him. I'm still, I still think he's a legit quarterback prospect. Um, he's just super raw, not in the right coaching system. But regardless of that, they're coming off a blowout loss to Georgia, rivalry loss. They're going to be feeling it. I think Arkansas is also reeling. They had a chance against Ole Miss last week and went for two for the win instead of going for one, trying to force overtime. Um, and it didn't pay off for them. So both teams are going to be hungry. I just think Bo Nix plays better than KJ Jefferson, and Auburn ultimately wins. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Arkansas at home. Yeah, I just, I just think they they cannot lose three straight. I mean, that's just I, I think they're a much better team than that. So yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on, Georgia versus Kentucky is the third game we're going to pick. Both teams are undefeated, in top ten, I believe, going in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a huge game, even though Georgia should wipe the floor with them like they did with Arkansas when they played them a couple weeks ago, undefeated Arkansas a couple weeks ago. I think it's the same kind of result. Georgia's just looked way too dominant, way too good. They haven't had a close game. They haven't ever been in doubt. It's kind of scary to see. Yeah, I mean, Georgia, look, I mean, Kentucky's a good team, really good defense. Um, you know, they, they've surprised me. A lot. They really surprised me, actually. But Georgia, their de- their defense is, like, nasty. I mean, what they what they do with it, how they get to the quarterback, you know, how a bunch of those guys are obviously NFL bound. But, yeah, I think Georgia, they're going to roll in this one, in my opinion. It's the game day game. I believe it's – I don't know what time it starts, but they're at Georgia. Yeah, they'll roll in this one. So, Yeah, I – I think Kentucky will cover the spread of 22 it's at right now. I think they'll cover, but I, they're going to run into the buzzsaw that is that Georgia defense, and it's going to be a struggle. Yep. The only thing that saves them is their defense is very good, so that could stop the Georgia offense from moving all over them, but it's going to be – Georgia's going to win. That that Sanford Stadium is such a tough place to play, yep. and uh, that atmosphere is going to be really awesome. Yeah. Georgia's going to wipe the floor with them. They're just so good. They've looked so good throughout the year. Like I said, not in question. Just looking like the unquestioned best team in the country right now. As of right now, yeah. It looks like there's a giant gap between them and Iowa. 
Yeah, I mean what they what they've done shutting out. I think I'm pretty sure they shut out Arkansas, did they? A few a couple weeks ago. I think they might have. They held they held Clemson at three points. I know that doesn't look great right now, but what their defense has done is is amazing. And I think if they if they if they're healthy and they keep this up, they're the unquestioned favorites. This is right now. This is the national title favorite right now, and yeah. I mean, not only is their defense better than Iowa's, and it's not, that's a closer margin, but their offense is just so much yeah. better. And they haven't even had their number one quarterback in. JT Daniels has been hurt for, I think, the last three weeks. They don't even need him. Stetson Bennett <laughs> has played so well in his absence. It, it's ridiculous how loaded Georgia is. Could you is. imagine a Georgia-Iowa national t- or college football playoff slash national title game? That, like, What would the over-under be, like 20-something? It two, would, two of those defenses? I, th- I think Georgia would score 30 points in that game still. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's their defenses are very talented. I won't disagree with that. Um, yeah. Moving on, last pick of the week, Michigan State versus Indiana, big game for Sparty. Who do you, who do you guys have winning? What do you think? Uh, I'm I've, I got to go with State, right? There's no reason to believe why they can't win this weekend. Hopefully, Tucker has them focused on this weekend. He's done a great job of doing that all year. You got to get it done this weekend. Then you have two weeks. Get ready for Michigan on Halloween. Just get through this game. I, I think I have no reason to believe why they can't get it done. The defense, while it hasn't been at the forefront, everybody's talking about state's offense. Their defense is very good, and I don't think Michael Penix is going to be able to do enough to get it done again this weekend. I don't think. Well, I don't think Michael Penix is going to play first of all. But yeah, I think this is going to be a tough game. You know, it's at Indiana. It's the homecoming game for them. You know, they're you know the fans are going to be rowdy there, and you know maybe maybe this game. I, I hope Mel Tucker gets his guys prepared. Maybe this could be a game where you're looking too far ahead for the Michigan game. Obviously, that's the game of the year that you're going to be looking forward to. And Indiana, you know, obviously they've had a really tough schedule playing Iowa, playing Cincinnati, and those teams are top 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 three in the country. So on the road, it'll be a tough game in my opinion. And you know, obviously they they roll past Rutgers, but in that first half, MSU did not look great. Um, but obviously they roll in the second half, but. It's going to be interesting to see how this this goes for for state, um, and especially with Payne Thorne and Kenneth Walker to see how they and Jane Reed and Jalen Naylor they can keep it going. Um, I, I like state to win this game, but I like I, it'll be a pretty close game. So I think so too. I think Tom Allen's a good coach, yeah. one of the best coaches in the Big Ten. Missing Penix is going to hurt for Indiana. Um, he's a good quarterback, very talented. Yeah, we saw that last year. We saw that at the beginning of this year. Jack Tuttle has looked even better, though. Yeah, he's looked in his really absence. good. Jack Tuttle is a good quarterback. He's going to give this Michigan State defense fits. Yeah. I just can't pick against them because the way this no. offense is rolling. The defense might be questionable right now, which is really weird for Michigan State because it's usually yeah. the other way around. The defense might be questionable, but this offense is rolling. Oh, it's great. It's like, like we saw we've never last seen, week. We've never seen something like this. We usually... Usually back then it would be like, okay, our defense, our defense will be good. We're fine. And then our offense will put up like, you know, 17 points a game, 14 points a game. It's the complete opposite this year, which is pretty nice. And it's just something we haven't seen from State in a while. Yeah, it's really nice to see. Refreshing change of pace. Um, We saw it last week with their record-breaking week. 200, 200, 300. Insane. Yeah. I think Michigan State holds on. Their offense yeah, is just too agreed. much here. Yeah. But I do think Jack Tuttle gives the State defense fits. Mm-hmm. Moving on, last segment for college football. We're going to have sleeper picks for the playoffs. I'm gonna. We're all gonna pick one team who we think is on the outside looking in of the playoff race right now, and why they we think they can make it. 
Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. And I, I think. I think it's Oregon. I mean, what they you know beating Ohio State in 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 the shoe week two of the season, I believe, and you know obviously losing this at Stanford was a tough loss. But Stanford's not. You know, they're not a bad team, especially at Stanford. And and you look at the rest of the schedule for for Oregon. You know, you host Cal. You host Cal. That should be a win. You go to the Rose Bowl to, to play UCLA. That's that's kind of a tough game. But I think they could be able to get it done. And then you look at the rest of the schedule. You got Colorado at Washington. You host Washington State at Utah. It'll be a tough game. But this is this is you know a pretty all, all these games are winnable for Oregon. And I think if they can run the table, they have a really good chance to get in. I I think you know what they've done. What they've done, obviously, like I said, you know, going to the shoe and winning at Ohio State, they have a good chance. I got to go with Penn State. I mean, I know that was such a tough loss to take last weekend, but Sean Clifford, if he's healthy, they win that game easily. They really, they yeah. impre- they were impressive in that first half. Um, I see no reason why they can't run the table. I they have three weeks until Ohio. They head to Ohio State on Halloween. If Clifford's healthy by then, watch out. Penn State is still a very good team. I knew it before the before the year even started. I thought they were going to take the Big Ten from Ohio State. I still believe it. With Clifford healthy, they are a real team to watch to win this Big Ten Conference. Interesting. I do think that if they do go with Clifford to Ohio State, they win. But um, moving on, my sleeper is Ole Miss. They did have that really bad loss to Alabama, but Alabama just lost. They lost to Texas A&M. So now things are even in the conference race. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Corral. He's great. He's awesome. The difference maker for Ole Miss. He's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. I hope the Lions take him personally, but that's differences aside. He's just looked really good, and this is the best Ole Miss defense they've had there. Regardless of how much they give up to Alabama, I think should they get – they won't play them again, but I think Ole Miss has a shot to run the table. With the way the rest of the schedule is set up, they're set up to run the table, and I think they can – if you can run the table, maybe Alabama slips, loses a game, the rest of the schedule. It's a young Alabama team, so they could. But if they slip, Ole Miss is right there and could slip into the SEC championship game. And from there, it's just magic. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Ole Miss's schedule, you know, you're at Tennessee, you host LSU, two winnable games there. You're at Auburn, that's a, that's a tough game. And then you host Liberty. You host Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and then at Mississippi State. Those are all those games are winnable, and I think I think you're right. If Ole Miss, you know, can you know win these games and Matt Corral can do what he does, do what he does best, I think you know I think they have a chance too. The biggest thing for them tomorrow is to after the win last week is to start off this stretch good. Tennessee is a Tennessee is a hot team. Hendon yeah. Hendon Hooker's looked great recently. Tennessee's won two games in a row, and they've put up 50-plus points each game. This is a very hot Tennessee team, despite the fact that they're not ranked. And Ole Miss is going to be on the road. It's a rivalry game. They have to win tomorrow, but if they win tomorrow, I think they can run the table. Yeah, I agree. So Yeah, I'd have to say the, um, Ole Miss, right, These next this next month, right, the stretch of t- at Tennessee, LSU, they're looking rough, but I still think that's a tough game at Auburn and don't count out Liberty. Uh, Malik Willis, their quarterback, I think is the best QB prospect in the draft this year. He's pretty good. He's really good. He's really good. He's really good. And I think, you know, Liberty could come in playing, just pin their ears back and give Ole Miss a game. I still think Ole Miss could run the table very easily. 
Um, but they just need Bama to slip up, right? So I definitely think they have a shot, but you have to hope that Bama not slips up not once in the season, but now twice. I think it's 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 possible, but Rare. We'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see. Rare in yeah, the Nick exactly. Saban era. Exactly. Moving on, college football's done. We're going to set up to Sunday. We're going to have three big games on tap, many more, but we're going to pick the three biggest, starting off with the Packers versus the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I got to go Packers in this one. I know the Packers are banged up. You know, Bakhtiari's out, Jair Alexander's out, Z- or Zadarius Smith is out. But, you know, you got you got 12 back there. You got Aaron Rodgers still doing his thing, and you know how he wants you know to, to beat the Bears every time, especially at Soldier Field. I just think the Packers... It'll be a close game. I, I, you know, obviously as a Bears fan, I want, I want to, I want to beat the Packers every time, every chance we get. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Packers in this one. I'd have in to a go close game. I'd have to go with the Packers. I mean, it's Justin Fields' first time playing in this rivalry. I'm yeah. curious to see how he reacts, and it's, it is. I, have, you have to argue it's the biggest rivalry in the NFL. It's a huge game. I, the Packers are really good, and I just think that you're gonna take care of the Bears. Yeah, it is one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. The only thing that worries me. If you're a Packers fan or if you're a Packers supporter, is the lack of defense? Oh yeah, they're they're banged up. I mean, they're like, so like I said, they have no Smith. secondary. They have no secondary right now. Um, they have no pass rush right now. Do you think Justin Fields has his way a little? I think. Look, I I think if the coaching staff can unleash him and the right way yeah like let him throw down the field get him out of the pocket and like like they did let a week, him be a week justin ago. fields yeah i think the bears do have a shot in this game if they're going to unleash justin fields if not they're going to you know play a conservative they have no they're not winning this game and i think fields you know with that experience there's this experience here with the michigan ohio state rivalry i think you know maybe that can tra- translate in the nfl with you know, obviously this bears packer rivalry and he was asked this week you know how does this compare compare he said yeah, I'm just focused on. I'm just focused. Obviously, it's a big rivalry, and I'm just focused on being the Packers this week. We 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 want to beat them every time, and obviously he's had his way with Michigan. So we'll see how he does against the team up north. So well, yeah, last weekend we saw the Bears really focused on the run game. Right, they use Williams and Herbert a lot. Williams is out this week, so they're gonna have to take the training wheels off of Justin Fields and let him go out there and play. I'm curious to see how he does. I yeah. hope. I hope he succeeds. It'd be awesome to watch him go out there and play with Aaron Rodgers and really make it a game, but I don't think so. I think the Packers are going to take care of him. Yeah. I I think the Packers can take care of him too just because Aaron Rodgers is that quarterback. But Justin Fields, I think, has a big day, has his best game in the NFL he's had so far. It's just not enough. Yeah. Uh, moving on, another big game on tap. Cardinals versus the Browns. The Browns are coming off a really heartbreaking loss to the Chargers. And the Cardinals are five and zero. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to go Browns here. I think the Browns bounce back, and I think the cards, the Cardinals, get their first loss of the season. Look, two really good teams. You know, this could. I mean, I don't. I, we'll see, but this could, could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. You know, I look at, um, I look at the Browns. I'm like, okay, you lost to a potential MVP candidate with Justin Herbert and a shootout, and and Browns at home over a Cardinals team. They're really good. I think the Browns bounce back in this one, Baker Mayfield, and they do get Jarvis Landry back, I believe. He was activated off IR. Um, I don't know if he'll play this week, but it's good to get him back for the foreseeable future because he's a big part of that offense. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how this Cleveland um, defensive line gets after yeah. uh, Kyler Murray, right? I mean, Miles Garrett and is just absolutely a monster, and it's 
definitely be interesting to watch. I am going to go with the Browns this weekend. I also think that they come. <laughs> I also think they come through and uh, take care of the Cardinals at home. I think that's the deciding factor is that it's in Cleveland. If it was in Arizona, I'd probably change my pick, but I like the Browns this weekend. I'm going to agree with you guys. I think the Browns win. Um, Baker Mayfield looked good last week. The defense did not. I think the defense bounces back, has a big game, forces a couple turnovers out of Kyler, really puts Cliff Kingsbury on his back burner. Um, I think the Browns are hungry and want this win more than the Cardinals do. Yeah. Um, Moving on, last game we're going to pick today, the Chargers versus the Ravens. Oh, this game. Man. This is going to be a fun game. We have, the, I think, in my opinion, the top two MVP candidates right now. Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert going against each other on a 1 p.m. game. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather watch That's the— That's so I'd disappointing. Ra- I'd, ra- I'd rather have this game on Saturday Night Football than Seahawks with Geno Smith and the Seahawks with Cooked Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, look, I think, you know, with Herbert and Lamar Jackson, two two MVP candidates that can just light up the scoreboard, um, I, like, I like the Chargers in this game. I just think the Chargers are rolling right now. What they've done— what they've done with Austin Eckler and that defense with Jerwin James and Joey Bosa getting after the quarterback, you know, that obviously that's solid defense. And Justin Herbert, the way he's playing, and I think with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, um, especially with the Ravens, they're still banged up. You know, obviously they lost um, they lost all those running backs, and that secondary's still banged up. Yeah, I like I like the Chargers in this game. I love the Chargers a lot. It's awesome to see them turn around and um, how they're – how they've just really stepped up this year and changed and see, appear to be a true contender. But I got to go with the Ravens at home. I think it's a really tough environment to go into. I still think Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP level right now, and I think he's going to continue that. Um, the only thing I would say is that the uh, the Ravens tend to play their level of their competition, which will probably help them this, this weekend, obviously, because the Chargers are a very good team. So, yeah, I definitely think that the Ravens take care of business. Um, Lamar Jackson has looked as best as a passer throughout his NFL career this year. He has been insane throwing the ball this year, and his his running upside still there too. I think it's ridiculous. Justin Herbert had a great week last week. Austin Eckler, the most criminally underrated running back in He's the NFL. He's great. He's amazing. He's so good. And so underrated. Some people won't even have him top ten. Especially out of the backfield. He's, when he's he catches a, passes. He's a great running back. Yeah. Very underrated. The Ravens defense is beat up. Their secondary is beat up. I think I agree with you guys. We're gonna go Chargers here. Um they just look better overall. And Derwin James has looked like one of the best defensive players in football, coming off of two major injuries back to back years, keeping him out for the entire season. He's come back and hasn't even skipped a beat, and it's really impressive to see. And knock on wood, he stays healthy. He's been he's like one of the best safeties in the in the NFL right now, behind you know, Buddha, the Buddha Bakers of the world. And yeah, I mean he's looked great, and I believe he had like an interception interception like nine tackles last week. He's he's looked great, so yeah, yeah. good stuff from him. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, I, I I'm excited to watch that game. I know it's at one o'clock, but it's that's the game of the weekend. If yeah. I would say I would even put that ahead of the Browns game, but um. I, I do like the Ravens, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. It could go either way, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So for today's Impact Sports Daily, today is Friday, October 15th. My name is Benit Patel. I'm here with Jada Coster and Matt Merrifield. Thank you for listening and have a great day.